Hey, ladies, how are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. It has been a little bit of time since our last episode, but I think we've gotten some pretty good feedback on the first episode. Carter, you said that you had some people reach out to you, and I know that my dear friends and family said that they have enjoyed it as well, but I've seen some comments here and there. Yeah, I've gotten some great feedback. Some things I'm hearing was that it was informative. It's fun to listen to. I think it's just great for dog lovers to get a little bit of a different perspective. I agree. Yeah, we have so many people ask about Saving Grace all the time. So being able to send them over to the podcast is great. And Carter, you just got back from a fun adventure, I would say. You took your love of the mountains a step farther and went beyond North Carolina. Is that correct? Yes. We took a very spontaneous trip to Colorado. Last week, we decided we wanted to go to Colorado, and so we did. (laughs) So we just got back yesterday. Yeah, it was amazing. We literally went all over Colorado. We flew into Denver. We went to Colorado Springs, up to Pikes Peak, which is a little bit ambitious for our first day there. If, If you've never been, it is really crazy high elevation. We're coming from Raleigh, which is basically sea level. That was a little bit interesting, but we went to Rocky Mountain National Park. We went to the Great Sand Dunes National Park. It was an amazing trip, but it's always good to be home. We landed yesterday and went right away to pick up our dogs. So you really can't beat like coming home to those wagon tails and being back in your own bed. Yes, definitely. I know the feeling too well. And it makes it even sweeter the more dogs you have. Yeah, exactly. Molly, did you do anything exciting in the last couple of weeks? Probably not I as exciting. Every day is exciting at Saving Grace, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, I love that attitude. Yeah, I see all different kinds of sides of North Carolina pretty much every week, but nowhere out of the ordinary. Okay. I actually got to come out to the farm slash Saving Grace, the physical location, a few days ago, and I've recently gotten into some drone photography and videography and stuff. And so that was a really fun place to get some footage and to spy a little bit on your family. Molly, I'm just kidding. We didn't really, we couldn't find, we couldn't find any family members. We couldn't find any cattle during our drone adventures, but we did get some really good footage of the farm and some of the animals and things. So that's always fun to get out there. And you guys had it really nicely decorated for the Halloween season. So that was, it was Fun and actually pretty funny, some of the little uh, tricks and treats you guys have up around the farm. We do. We really do Halloween. And every year we get more and more ideas about how to do something funnier or better for Halloween. And we have an open house on October 28th. And that is from 4 to 7. It's the Friday before Halloween. That's always a good time. We have, I think, Five or six open houses a year. They're mostly seasonal. We don't do them in the summer because it's so hot for people and dogs. We mostly do them in the in the fall holidays. We do one at, at Valentine's, which is nice. So the open houses are a really good time just to come out and walk around. And there's always volunteers with different tables. If you're interested in volunteering or just what a shelter journey looks like. So that's always a good time to come out and just have a good time. Sometimes we have a food truck. Sometimes we don't. It depends on the time of year and time of day we have it. So for those who 
are local, that's a great opportunity. And we always have that written on our website or posted under our events. We do lots of fun events and October is such a nice time in North Carolina to get outside. I love October. It's my favorite month of the year, probably because it's my birthday month, but a little bit too because of the weather. <laughs> so we talked the last time, Molly, a little bit about how you started Saving Grace, a little bit about the mission and the vision and things like that. But whenever you start something that grows into its own being, honestly, this is, I'm sure, expanded into beyond your wildest dreams because it is all over the state. Most people I know that live around the North Carolina area know Saving Grace by name or just because they've adopted a dog or had some kind of interaction there. So that's pretty interesting and really a testament to what you built. Maybe dialing that back a little bit and talking about some of the relationships that you've made with businesses, veterinarians, business owners, how, the expansive network that you have crafted in order to get these dogs a streamlined, best care type of experience and the most wide net possible. Could you tell us a little bit about some of those relationships and maybe Carter, you can give your experience as a foster as well with some of those? I can. So I started out with a very small network and just built from there. I think local, the local places, local veterinarians and businesses were super helpful to me in the beginning, just either helping with the processes of the vet care that I needed to establish to be able to help these guys with everything from spay neuter to some more complicated surgeries, being able to accommodate that to the local businesses who helped get our name out there, just that there are are all these great dogs available for adoption and that we do have a location, a local location that they could visit and that there was an alternative to just animal control at that time. As we've brought over the years, a lot of the other, these same businesses have as well. And I always still go back and do some of the events with them that we were doing 20 years ago. We've branched out a lot, being able to be a little more sustainable now within Saving Grace, but it definitely took a lot of help, a lot of hands and a lot of people who really wanted to make a difference and took a chance on me and on Saving Grace that we would be able to build something to be a real help in our community. So I will always be super grateful for the people who did that when I didn't have a lot of support or just people that were aware of the need. Yeah. And Carter, from your perspective, I know that you've gotten a, a little bit more of a closer view, boots on the ground view than I have, and for a little bit longer time. What's been some of your perspective? Yeah, I think it's really amazing, really, to get to kind of like witness and live the like amazing network that Molly has built through Saving Grace and to see some of those great relationships and partnerships as a foster and as a volunteer, as someone that's just at Saving Grace all the time. And even just out in the community, like I can't wear my Saving Grace shirt anywhere without someone stopping me and saying, oh, I have a dog from Saving Grace or oh, I foster for Saving Grace. I volunteer for Saving Grace. It's really something like the village that Saving Grace has and really Molly has built and then just even from the foster perspective, when we need something, I've been very fortunate, knock on wood so far, that I have not had 
any fosters really be extremely sick or have a medical emergency. I did have one that had just like a really hard labor. She was pregnant when she came to Saving Grace and I had her for literally like a day. And she went into labor and had some problems and I had to take her to a local vet who's someone that Molly has a great relationship with. And they were so kind and so amazing. So nice to me. So nice to the mama dog. It's just really, it's really incredible. And there are always businesses stepping up, holding fundraisers, wanting to sponsor things, wanting to work with Saving Grace. And it really is because Molly has worked so hard and built such a great legacy for Saving Grace that it has a good reputation. People know what we do and how hard we work. So it, it really, it's an amazing thing to be part of and to really feel like you're part of something making a difference like that. I think yeah. a lot of people, they, we rely mostly on veterinarians and dog trainers and dog-based businesses. We definitely do, but having saving grace it takes so much more. It takes a lot of, like we have several auto businesses, car dealerships that they have a huge reach to different populations that we don't. So relationships with those types of people and businesses have been equally as important because if we have an event or a fundraiser or a capital campaign, they really play a huge part in getting out our needs and telling about our day-to-day -day needs as far as adoption and support, and then also those bigger campaigns that we absolutely rely on in order to be able to run Saving Grace. So that's something I always tell people when they have a business and they want to help, whether it's Saving Grace or any nonprofit, is it takes every part of running a business to run Saving Grace that it would something without animals. So whatever people, if they have a business or a profession that they're really good at and willing to donate their time and services, that has been equally as important for us and grow in saving grace as just the animal care itself. Yeah, that's a really good point. I had a really great opportunity for many years to work at the Apple store. And I say that to say the mission at saving grace is so philanthropic. It resonates with people so easily. I think because unless you're allergic to dogs or you grew up not having dogs, a, a large majority of the population is has positive feelings about dogs, whether or not they have one or not. And then just the mission of being able to help those in need, especially the helpless that can't help themselves, which is in this case, dogs not being able to speak or fend for themselves in a modern world. It reminds me of all the times that I got to watch and see somebody light up and be resonated with some kind of technology that we had because it was, it reached across all languages, all walks of life. It is, it is a very good thing to remember that it, it goes beyond the dog community. So that's, that's a great point. And we appreciate, I'm sure I speak for Molly too, all the businesses and communities and people that may not even have a dog or that kind of thing that has helped Saving Grace in some kind of way. It was definitely people that I just knew from being in the Raleigh area. So it was people that I think I knew personally as much as I knew through Saving Grace who were willing to let me bring dogs and get the information out. We had several pets like not pet stores, but pet boutique type places. Tina, who owned Gourmet's Bakery, 
that was years ago. She had a dog store and we would always come every time they had events. And now we actually have a store at Saving Grace Supply where we sell her cookies. That has definitely come a long ways. Now we have places that ask us can Saving Grace do an event at our location or we're a new business? Is there any way that you guys would come out to us for our grand opening? Because we have a lot of followers in the area and people love to come out and pet dogs. So now it's the tables have turned in some of that case. We have to limit the amount of events we do each month because we only have enough people to do so many. So it's come a ways for sure. That's great. Obviously a great problem, quote unquote, to have. It's more of frustrating sometimes that we want to be everywhere and we just can't get to everything we would like to because we'd like to bring dogs everywhere. We have a wedding coming up. We are going to bring puppies too. And the way we do it now is we really try to find the events that are going to be most beneficial to Saving Grace. So whether that's a donation or if it's exposure for more people, we could reach for potential adoption. So we try to choose those, but we do always still go back to the ones that we've always done because I've said, we're always going to go there and we're always going to do that one because they were willing to help me out when nobody else knew about Saving Grace. As a foster, it is so fun to take your sweet little puppies to an event and see people like fawn over them. I feel like a yes. proud mom. I'm like, yep, those are my puppies. <laughs> yeah, my um, my very own little Josie girl who was just scratching my leg to get my attention, who is a uh, Saving Grace alum, originally named Cream Cheese. Thank you, Carter, for that wonderful original <laughs> name. You got to take cream cheese a la Josie along with her whole pack that you had which we called the bagel bunch hence the names and y'all got to go to a retirement community did you not yes cream cheese and her sisters the bagel bunch they all went with me to a like senior living community it was the first time that I'd ever taken puppies somewhere like that and it was seriously magical I've never seen anything like it like I have never before doubted the power of puppy love, but that day, like I saw it more than ever before. It was really something to see these people who a lot of times are nonverbal and closed off. We would stick a puppy in their lap and before you know it, they are petting that puppy and they're chatting with me about their childhood dog. It really, it was amazing. And the puppies, they were little, they were probably like eight weeks old and they just knew like how to be calm and they knew what each person wanted and who would maybe want some kisses, who wouldn't, who they should just fall asleep on. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. It's really fun to take the foster puppies all over. It's great for saving grace, but it's also so good for the puppies. They get so much exposure and socialization. Yeah, that was a great time. Yeah, you can always really tell the saving grace tent because not only is it hot pink, it's always got a crowd just around <laughs> trying to get the puppies to hold them. Fighting for the totally. puppies. Yeah, it's I always could... so sweet to see because I always I think, okay, those were puppies that were literally a few weeks ago. That these were just dumped somewhere, discarded puppies. And then there's people out there who just are lining up to be able to hold one. And bringing those together is, is really sweet. Yeah, it's always fun to see that. And the nursing homes are, are always happy to have someone to hold and it is the sweetest thing it's like the unspoken bond that 
dogs have with people. And I love, I'm part of the reason I wanted to be a part of this show with you guys is my fascination with the bond of dogs and people and just all the little nuanced things that people don't really think about in their day-to-day life about dogs and having four of them, I really get to observe their behaviors and different successes and their frustrations and things like that. But they're so smart and they're so intuitive. They're such intuitive beings and creatures. Molly, what's the most unique type of situation, whether or not you realize it going into it or you realized it while, (laughs) when you got there, that you have experienced Oh, it's all the time. Just last week, I was furniture shopping and wearing my Saving Grace shirt because I'm a crazy dog woman and that's my wardrobe. But I was shopping and one of the furniture guys was like, oh my gosh, are you the Saving Grace lady? I'm like, yes, I'm the Saving Grace lady. (laughs) And they always have to show me like all these pictures on on their phone. But this guy was super funny. He said he grills out every week and he gets him and his dog a Tommy Hawk, a Tommy Hawk steak and the rest of the family, he just gets the regular steaks. So because the dog is so happy to see him every day when he gets home, that the dog is happier and more grateful for him than anyone else in the family. <laughs> oh, wow. I sit out there and we eat our steak and we send everything else in time for the family, I love for the it. rest of the family. Anyway, it was really, that was funny. He says, I love this dog so much just because I know that she is excited to see me every day. My teenagers, nope, but definitely <laughs> my dog is. So I treat her extra special. We've done some fun events. We have been to New York a few times and done some adoption events there. And that's always exciting to see the the people that we're coming to. They don't have as many available animals in those areas, especially puppies. So we bring those along as well. And we did our walk. We did our Saving Grace walk for several years. We have not done that since the pandemic. We would love to be able to do that again. But That's a day where we typically get almost all the dogs off the farm. Everyone is willing to not only walk and raise money for Saving Grace, but let a Saving Grace dog tag along as well. And we have taken probably 50 dogs, 50 to 60 dogs off site to that event, which is a whole lot of fun to see. And we also do the Christmas parade, which is really fun. We led the Christmas parade last year and we are going to again this year with Leaf Cars. They are the sponsor of the parade and so they let us walk up front and open the parade and you can tell these dogs that have not been to a city very often (laughs) they just get right in there and you never know who's gonna freak out when you get downtown but last year I think we probably took 30 and wow We didn't have a single, they all got out there and they walked the whole parade. The parade is loud and there's a lot of strange looking things there. If you're a dog that has never seen floats and Santas and they just went right on along and they did beautifully. So it's always an experience because you never know as much as we try to say, okay, let's pick a dog that we think is going to be super happy and comfortable with loud noises, a new place. You just really never know who's going to not quite be comfortable. And we always have a, a setup for that. If a dog does get into a situation where it's just too loud for them or they're nervous, we always have 
somebody in a place that can take that dog out so they're not stuck there for the whole day. But rarely does that happen. Usually they're like, oh, this is awesome. We're going to go right on in the parade. Yeah, they're ready to party. They are. They're so flexible and they just go with it. It has been great hearing a little bit more about some of the relationships that you've built and continue to build. And I'm looking forward to meeting new people through this venture. And I already have met some great people as well. And looking forward to talking to y'all in another couple of weeks. Sounds good. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Bye.